You know, as much fun as doing a podcast is, there are still a lot of things in radio that I still miss doing. And I can't do all of them, but one thing that I thought would be fun to bring back from uh, that into my podcasting routine is something we call the music meeting. Now, every week, me and my friend Scott used to sit down every Monday and just talk about what was uh, new music-wise and what we thought would become pretty big. So we thought we'd bring that back, but we'd mix in a few other genres as well. So I picked out about a dozen songs. We're gonna go through and we're gonna talk about which ones we liked the most, which ones we hated, and which ones that we think could be pretty big hits. And you can listen along. You can find a link to every single track in the description. Listen along to the music meeting here on The Tim Gavin Show, a holistic look at music and pop culture. All right, so now we are trying something a little different. This is something that I have missed ever since we got let go from our jobs. Doing the music meeting, picking out songs, guessing what we think might be hits. Of course, we can't actually make any changes to the radio station yet. No, <laughs> we can't. We're, uh, as much as we want to and as much as we miss it, that uh, Monday meeting at noon just uh, isn't happening at the moment. Yeah, but still, I thought it'd be fun to just speculate on what could be hits, new songs that we like, just reviewing stuff at the very least. Uh, And that keeps us a little bit more in tune, too, for when we actually do go back. (laughs) Exactly, because I don't know about you, but until like the past couple of days, I haven't been paying attention to anything. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm kind of along the same lines. In fact, I believe it was last week I said to you, um there's song snippets that we play at the top of each hour as to what's coming up and i am going to have to do a lot of production when we get back so this is going to be fun and i looked at what uh the stations are playing right now and i'm like oh boy yeah there's gonna be a lot (laughs) yeah and speaking of big hits i think one song that could be a really huge hit is billy eilish's latest song my future what does billy eilish not do though that becomes a hit I know, but she's still new. Like, there's still, like, a chance that, like, one, like, she could still only have, like, that one big album. But I don't know. This single, this kind of, like, I think cements, like, she has some staying power because I love how mellow it is. Like, it's a little different from some of the stuff that she's put out. And I'm just all for it. It's so laid back. There's some great harmonies. And I love the lyrical content, too. And eventually it does get to be a little bit more um, mid-tempo about halfway through the song or so. But uh, and, and that's kind of Billie Eilish's style when she has those two um, those two different tempos within her song. It's just like, oh, you're expecting it to be dull and boring. And all of a sudden, boom, there you go. Yeah, it's nice having that like little like change of pace in there. A little more variety, especially because there is a lot more softer music Mm -hmm. that's kind of come out which is understandable absolutely absolutely Uh, and i think people you know maybe it's artists trying to relax people while we're going through what whatever's going on in the world right now (laughs) but uh yeah this gives kind of a a little bit of a, a different vibe and i do like it and uh to further your point it's uh getting close to being in the top 40 already in canada so well, look at that. And what do you think? Do you think it's going to be a number one song? Uh, I think it has. I don't know about number one. I would say top five, though. 
Yeah, you know, I'm I'm with you. I was gonna say top ten, but I'd say I'd say it would get into top five. This one uh, I had to familiarize myself with that uh, you sent Blackfield and Summer's Gone. Yes, I I have been a huge fan of this band for a while now. This is um, progressive rock icon Stephen Wilson working with an Israeli rock star named Aviv Geffen, and he actually he is one of the judges for The Voice in Israel. Okay. Yeah, I'm not I'm not entirely sh- too familiar with Israel's pop culture, but from what I have gathered, he is a pretty big deal over there. And this is a Blackfield album where he is taking more creative control over it, which is kind of understandable because Stephen Wilson does have another solo album on the way and he's always got something going on. So Blackfield is kind of like, oh, okay. So this is like more where... He's like loosening the reins of his creative control. And I think it's a bit of a deviation from what they normally do. I've heard people like criticize this song for sounding too much like Coldplay, but I like it. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a little Coldplay, is there? Exactly. <laughs> like it's, Come on. And it's the, one of the most upbeat songs that they have ever done. Like they do like a lot of like very like, I, I, want, I don't want to say mellow, but more melancholy. Right. Yeah. But while I don't know if it'll be a huge hit, they're like one of those bands that I wish would be bigger. But I saw that Robin Schultz is doing a remix of this song. That might be your hit there. Exactly. And I think it's going to be coming out in just a couple days. So I, I can't wait to hear that. But what did you think of it? Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, how should I put this? It's catchy. It's vibey. But at the same time, like, uh, I don't know. Maybe about two thirds of the way through the song, I'm just kind of like, ah, I'm done with this now. Fair enough. I've I've heard a lot of Blackfield fans say, as a Blackfield song, it's disappointing, but as a pop song, it's pretty decent. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. and I I can kind of agree with that. Back into more of the mellow territory, we got No Rome and Bareface from Brockhampton with 1:45 a.m. That's just uh. That's a lot of words put into that sentence. <laughs> it is. Like, it, it's it's a weird title, so I think that alone might make it not as big of a hit, but I love this song. Like, it is, like, it's one of those songs on this list that has gotten the most repeat listens for me, just because I like it so much. Yeah, it's, I, I listened as well, and it's it's catchy as well, and um, I think this has a little bit of a potential to do something, but I don't know if it's going to blow up. I don't know if this is going to be that hit maker for No Rome. I, I don't, I definitely am I'm kind of with you there. I know there are going to be a lot of Brockhampton fans that kind of jump on this track. And that's one of the reasons that I got, especially because Bareface is my favorite Brockhampton member. I, I a huge fan of his voice, but even then, you know, as big as Brockhampton are, like, on the inter- internet, they're still working on getting, like, those big radio hits. They they just need more uh, remixes and collaborations with Dua Lipa, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that'll do the trick. Uh, okay, Arkells, here's your CanCon for you, quitting you. Yeah, this is, I th- honestly, one of my favorite Arkells songs. I'm excited to hear their new, like, acoustic album that they've got going on, but... I think this is like Arkell's doing what Arkell's does best. Just like a really good acoustic laid back campfire song. And I could see country stations picking this one up. I don't know about too much of that. I mean, Arkell's is definitely questionable 
on top 40 to begin with. Hot AC, yeah. you can get away with Arkells on. Top 40, it's kind of wishy-washy. That This might get to top 40 because if you look at you know cancon songs that also have that campfire feel from the past that made it big songs like sundown and stuff like that then um then you can look at this and be like okay this is kind of comparable you're comparing apples to apples here instead of apples to oranges and uh so i can see it going more onto the top 40 side i don't know about country though that's fair one of the reasons why I said country is because like there is some really good violin playing in there that I think like kind of matches that aesthetic, but I hope that top 40 picks us up because let's face it. We're always in the need for good new can con. And just because there's a violin, Tim does not mean it's country automatically. That's true. (laughs) That is true. And I wish that I wish that there were more violins in pop music as well. That's fair. Yeah. And kind of uh, picking things back up again, we got Sam Smith and Burna Boy, My Oasis. Definitely has that Sam Smith vibe to it. The second you... I always think that they work best when Sam Smith is, like, working with other people. Like, think about it, like, Disclosure with Normani. Yeah. The best Sam Smith songs don't just have Sam Smith. I would say so, uh, but the second you start uh, listening to it, you're like, yeah, this is a Sam Smith song, 100%. Oh, absolutely, but it's it's not in a bad way. It's no. it's consistency. Exactly, and that's where, you know, you get into the argument with people sometimes. I'm going to use Nickelback as the example. Yes. Uh, because they are a very polarizing band, um, and the people that hate them are always arguing things like, oh, all their stuff sounds the same. Isn't that what you want? As yes, I want <laughs> consistency. If you're somebody listening to a band or your favorite artist or whatever, you want consistency. You don't want things to change necessarily. Exactly. Like, don't get me wrong. There are times where I don't mind bands completely changing sounds, but I have to be in a certain mood for that. Right? Yeah, it's otherwise it's not going to work. This one, though, uh, I'm going to give it, I don't know about... Number one, I would say probably top 10. Top 10 for sure. Maybe top 20 for sure. Top 10, I think maybe. They might but, be on the verge of it. Yeah, but Sam Smith, like, I feel like they've always been like one of those artists that that has just been, you know, kind of middle of the charts, but establishes staying power that way. Like there's nothing wrong with not being in the top 10. Absolutely. Um somebody that sam smith has collabed with before disclosure and do a molly molly yeah i love this song like i love again you have that consistency that disclosure brings and one thing i love about disclosure is that they work best like either as background noise or just like right up front like they can do both and there's just like this beautiful tropical sound to this song i love the variety that the singer brings in um i feel really bad because i'm probably gonna mess this pronunciation up uh fatumata diawara like after listening to her on this i decided to listen to more of her stuff yeah and i like it a lot the thing with disclosure i find though is that unless they're collaborating with a bigger artist they do not get that radio attention which is true which is true 
but at least like it maybe gets some people listening to their whole albums like i went back and listened to disclosure's first couple albums and even outside of the collaborations that they do it's all consistently good but i'm i'm definitely with you the collaborations are really what set them apart what bring in those fans I'm uh, I'm also picturing as I'm listening to that song, it being used in a future Netflix show when like somebody's walking into a club. <laughs> Absolutely. Or like going on a tropical vacation or something. Right. Something like that. It instantly as soon as I heard it, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be used in Netflix somehow. Yeah, this is that song is forever going to be in my summer playlists. Another one, another like good, like kind of like late summer or summer evening kind of song that I found is the Knox and Muna with bodies. The lyrics, like if you'll pay attention to them are kind of like pretty wild, Mm -hmm. but the vibes that the song gives off, like, it's just like, I can listen, I can listen to that. I always like kind of felt like the Knox are kind of slept on. Right. When it comes to big hits, like they could be big if more people would give them a chance. That's fair. I could give you that. Uh, the one thing I did notice when I was listening to this song and it got to the the chorus and just listening to the lyrics, I was like, is this loud luxury? <laughs> I knew there was something familiar about it. Okay, so loud I luxury knew. body. <laughs> and this yeah. one, the Knox bodies, if you look at the, the chorus uh, lyrics, they are kind of similar. Actually, yeah, now that you mentioned it, like I, I was say, I, I wrote down on my notes, there is something very familiar about this, but I can't quite put my finger on it. But yeah, you've just like, <laughs> it is totally loud luxury. Right? <laughs> um, I don't know if this one or if that one's going to be a hit. Uh, I think I think what you said, it's they're kind of slept on a bit. Um, yeah. And just knowing how... Uh, radio goes and whatnot in, in this day and age. I'm gonna go with a no on that one. Probably not. But I will say, if I was like a major market music director, I would I would be giving this song a chance. But unfortunately, I can't say that it's a hit. But it's a bop, and I'm probably gonna be at, again adding it to my playlist. I'm gonna get make sure that this gets a few listens. Tim's most favorite duo in the world, Dan and Shay, with "I Should Probably Go to Bed." I will say this. I don't hate this song. <laughs> okay, go for it. I mean, it's more that, you know, poor man's rascal flat sounding stuff that they usually do. And it's a song that I don't really want to be a crossover hit, but I could see being a crossover it's hit. It's going to be a crossover hit. Exactly. Just because I don't want it to be. <laughs> it's, it's going to like... Just because on that principle alone, when it's we, going to be a big single for them. Back but, at, back in the day, I remember when we were adding tequila, and I I was like to you, yeah, so uh, tequila's in the top 40, we we should probably add it, and the response from Tim was just like, ugh. <laughs> it doesn't even sound like a top, like you were saying that the Arkells, like, it, adding them to top 40 is a stretch, but tequila is an even bigger stretch like it doesn't sound pop to me in the slightest this song sounds more pop than tequila that's fair yeah but you know it'll probably be a hit i don't hate it it's probably like the best dan and chase song that i can really think of off the top of my head but 
I really wish that Dan and Shay would stay in their lane. <laughs> okay. And going on to Maroon 5 with their latest, Nobody's Love, with, uh, I think this is their first single after doing uh, another lineup change. Kick Dud's their bassist. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, it sounds, again, very much like a Maroon 5 song. Uh, I totally expected when the beat dropped for SZA to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but she wasn't. Uh, and uh, I don't know. It's it, It's got some chill vibes to it it's better than memories i'll say that anything is better than memories you're setting the bar really low there tim i know but this is maroon 5 we're talking about like i love i'm gonna be that guy and say like i love maroon 5's first two albums but nothing has been the same since this isn't bad i will listen to it it'll probably be a pretty decent hit will it get into the top five probably but again it's missing a little something. I mean, memories did get into the top five, and look at that. Exactly. Just, just, just look at it. Yeah. I don't. I don't hate Maroon Five. I like them. I just wish they'd try a little harder. Don't we all? Dua Lipa, uh, hallucinate. This one in particular, we're talking about. It's the Paul Wolford remix. Yes, and I originally thought that it was going to be a part of the upcoming Dua Lipa remix album, but. It looks like I might be proven wrong, actually, because I found like an alleged track list oh. for Club Future Nostalgia, and oh crap, it got removed. But like, <laughs> some of the some of the names that I saw on there were Jamiroquai, Madonna, Gwen Stefani, uh, one song produced by Mark Ronson, a lot of big names, mm-hmm. and I like this remix. I loved the original a little bit more, which I think was just released as a single back in mid-july yeah i'm not sure how well it's doing right now but i love that song i don't think it's doing very well (laughs) which is a shame but hey you know dua leap has had a few decent hits off of future nostalgia and i'm just i'm happy that that album is doing so well for her because i'm just like a huge dua leap fan when it comes to dua leap everyone is still stuck on uh don't start now and break my heart yeah which i mean (laughs) they're they're good songs they're great songs for sure. But yeah, like physical and hallucinate, those are the real highlights. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And continuing on uh, the whole like hallucinate Paul Wolford mix, it's it sets a different mood than the original. Like I, I, I kind of associate the two different versions of the song with different times of day. Like you have the original hallucinate, which I think is better for like the evening, but the Paul Wolford mix, I think sounds better during the day. Oh. Well, there you go. There you have yeah. it. Continuing with uh, the remixes, we got a new remix from Clean Bandit, which is um, a mashup of Real Love and Dario G's 1997 hit, um, Sashimi, I think. And it features Gl- I, Jess Glenn. Yeah, with Jess Glenn. Um, yeah. Also samples uh, Dream Academy's Life in a Northern Town. Right. <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was listening to that and I'm like, I, 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 at first I was like, okay, this is good. This is good. And then I started hearing what was coming in the background. I'm like, that is totally life in a Northern town right there. And then it got to the chorus. I'm like, yep, I was right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And as a remix, I think it works really well, but I, I still kind of prefer the tracks like, 
on their own, especially Real Love. That is my favorite Clean Bandit song that didn't become a hit. Right. So, at least over in North America. I think it did better over in Europe. But I think I think Real Love is better than Rather Be. But that's okay, just my yeah. opinion. Uh, I'm going to go with, though, that this won't this won't have hit potential just because of the fact that it doesn't happen all that often where you get mashups that make the charts in radio. Yeah. Like you get like the DJ earworms that we play once a year. Exactly. Around new year's, but generally that's about it, which kind of makes sense. But I could see this being like a very popular bonus track on a future clean bandit album or something. For sure. The next one, uh, is, uh, another group that Tim kind of has a disdain for, Dubs and Swim. I actually really like this one. Like, <laughs> I, I've always thought that, like, Dubs it's Dan was and Shale over again. <laughs> but they're overplayed, but it's not their fault again. You know, CanCon. Good CanCon is hard to find. So we will latch on to songs as long as we can. Yeah. Yeah. But I've, I've listened to it a few times. It's again not my favorite song on this list, but it is. I I like this song from Dubs, and I love how it kind of like has a '90s sound mixed in with some like late 2000s David Guetta or even like some Swedish house mafia energy in there a little bit. Do you hear that? In yeah, it? for sure, absolutely. So we'll have to see how the this one does, though. Uh, I mean, their big song right now. They've got another one out with Black Bear, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's probably titted eyes. Be so that's probably going to be the one that uh, is chosen as more of the summer hit, if you will, on radio. Uh, but this one could uh, definitely, uh, possibly come in a little bit later on, even if it ends up as a secondary. Yeah, I really hope that this song is actually CanCon because, like, I want it to. I just want it to be, and I want it to be a hit just for that. Well, I let and you now... talk on the next one. I will find out whether or not that's CanCon. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so now we're going into more rock territory, uh, talking about Mastodon with their latest single, Fallen Torches. And while this particular song, I don't think will be like a huge, huge hit for Mastodon, like it's already kind of gotten like some mixed reviews from Mastodon fans, but this is like the first release for their Rarities and B-Sides compilation that they've got coming out called Medium Rarities. Feature Scott Kelly of Neurosis, uh, another heavy metal icon in his own right, and someone who has collaborated on one song on each Mastodon album that they've put out since 2004. And again, it, 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 I don't think it could be with their biggest hit, but I've always felt like Mastodon is incredibly slept on when it comes to the singles that they have put out. Like, they make some great hard rock and I wish that more program directors and music directors at rock stations would play more of their stuff because it totally belongs in there. I uh, I also was listening to that, and at one point I got like, I think it was more or less in some of the more. I, I, I there's not really a mellow part to that song, but some of the more mellow parts where I kind of got like a Nirvana feel to it from like Smells Like Teen Spirit or something like that. Just a little bit. And another really cool thing about Mastodon is that every band member sings. Like on this one, you'll hear the bassist and the drummer doing the lead vocals. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, Mastodon, totally underrated. This song, I can kind of understand it not being a big hit. And next we go down to Korn. 
making uh, covering can we the double not? one down to Georgia. Can we not? Right? Everything that corn touches turns to garbage, I find. It, it, like, especially if it's a cover. Yeah, I'm I'm not too big on their covers. Like, I don't know. New metal, it's just it's hard to cover a song in new metal without just making it incredibly cheesy. And I like corn. They have some stuff that has really stuck out to me. And as far as new metal goes, corn is like the best of the bunch. Right. I will even defend their dubstep album. But this, <sighs> this is too much. And I, I get that it's a charity single, but I feel like I would just be better off giving to the charity and not hearing that song. Yeah. Can we pay to shut them up? Is that possible? Yeah. Like, and we already have a heavy metal version of the devil went down to Georgia. Yeah. Pick up the guitar hero three soundtrack. It's on there (laughs) and it's better in every single way, shape or form. And it's actually like in tune. Oh yeah. I'm just, I'm so annoyed by corn and trying to do devil went down to Georgia. Uh, Just switching back to doves uh, and swim. I'm guessing that just based on what I can see, as long as it was, you know, recorded in Canada and stuff like that, it should be CanCon. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like any too many Canadian artists are going down to the States right now. So we, I guess we can basically assume that every song by a Canadian artist, unless they have already jumped ship to the States is probably CanCon. We're looking at you, Sean Mendez. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Although I wouldn't be surprised if like right before all this went down, he came back to Canada. That uh, clearly you haven't been keeping up with the, all the like gossip and stuff like that. Cause he is still down in Florida with Camila Cabello. Oh really? Okay. Yes. Well, yes. Never mind that. Um, I I I don't know why we're talking about this one. Um, I just wanted your reaction for it. It's Tobacco and Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails releasing a song called Babysitter. It's garbage. This this kind of stuff is my jam. I love that. It's like it. This is definitely an, a song that won't be a big hit for everyone, but. In fact, there are a lot of Nine Inch Nails fans who are, like, not really into it. But I could tell that this is something that would be right up Trent Reznor's alley. My biggest gripe with this is not that it's noisy or too loud. I think it's too short. I wish there was another minute of it, and there was just a really noisy breakdown in one last chorus. See, I... Where did I pause it at? 49 seconds I paused it at. (laughs) <laughs> I was just done listening to it. Um, that's fair. It, it sounds like something that I put through my garburator. I know, but that's what's so great about it. <laughs> if you ever suggest that we add this song, I will come down to Wainwright and punch you in the face. Oh, no, never, never. <laughs> this is just something. This is just for me. I, I just wanted to gauge your reaction on it. That's all. Well, that's all. There you have it. That is the music meeting um that's that's basically how our minds work when we're sitting down and then just the odd time you'll get uh 10 that'll be like hey i hear carly right jepson has a new single <laughs> and it's like yeah. yeah but we haven't gotten it yet <laughs> yeah okay so out of all the songs which one do you think is the best which one do you think is going to be the biggest hit i think um I would probably lean more towards Billie Eilish, my future, 
Yeah, on that's the, kind of where I'm at too. And on the CanCon side, uh, Arkells are gonna do something with quitting you. Oh, absolutely. And I think we can both agree, Corn has the worst song on this whole list. Yeah, screw Corn. Well, that was a lot of fun. It is definitely something that I think I have missed most about being in radio. It's kind of nice getting to do that again. If you like what you heard, then let us know, because I want to do this again, but I want to know if you want to hear it. All you have to do is just send us a comment over on our social media. You can also follow me on Twitter at TimGavinRadio. Let us know what you think. Share the podcast with your friends. Additional production by Scott Mitchell. I'm Tim Gavin, and we got another episode of The Tim Gavin Show coming up next Monday.